Hello, and welcome to Misinformation, a trivia podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia. And sticking it to annoying teams at Pub Quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julia. Hey, Julia. Hi, Lauren. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, You know, just chilling. End of the month. We made it Mm. through. No negativity November. And I feel posy. Can I tell you? Full of positive energy. And now we got to like name our December. Oh. And I, I did say depression December, but, but you we definitely nixed we're that. against that. Okay. By the end of this episode, we'll come up with um, what we're... With a good one? Calling, yeah. With we'll something, come, good, something for December. Yeah. We'll come up with a D word that's good. I'll do a quick thesaurus.com and just, <laughs> just yeah, right. look for the alphabetical Ds. Deplorable December. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no, if you're, you know... I, I could give you a positive, you know, TV recommendation if you want. Oh, yeah. Okay. You have never know. led me wrong on TV. I know. Ted Lasso, man. Oh, I know. Gosh, I gotta get on season it. Season one of Ted Lasso. Season one Ted Lasso is very good. Season two, I feel like there was a little bit of backlash against it because it wasn't. Sometimes stuff happened and we we're like, I don't know. Why did that happen? Oh, uh, okay. But season one was flawless. Beginning I have to no end, notes. just perfect. Yes. And you know, they're footballers in England and, you know, teams get sponsored by places, right? Sure. Yeah. That's what I hear. All the time. So I was kind of inspired by the slogan of one of the, (laughs) ready? Slogan of one of the um, sponsors for a football team. Okay. Okay. I know Mm -hmm. this is wild. This is wild, but I'll get there. A to B. Uh, No, I, I believe you. A to C even um <laughs> u to a to e so this episode is called fly united arab emirates because okay. fly emirates is this is like the slogan and logo on like a lot of professional footballers yes unis. i think i've definitely seen their kits mm-hmm. if you will their kits. Yes, I have heard this. Yes. They're their unis. Mm-hmm. Yes. So while I'm not talking about the Emirates airplane company in this episode, I am talking about the United Arab Emirates because I feel like it's a topic that comes up in trivia and I feel like we know like two things about it, like that people are very rich there and that it's, I don't know, in the Middle East, question mark. And yeah. I was going to say luxury and oil. Those mm-hmm. are the two things. Perfect. And those are- and very beautiful women. Oh, absolutely. You are, you yeah. are, you are very accurate with your descriptions there. So yes, today that's what we're covering. So the United Arab Emirates, also abbreviated UAE, is a federation of seven states or emirates along the eastern coast of the Arabian Peninsula. So the UAE is, for our American listeners, slightly larger than South Carolina and slightly smaller than Maine. Or for mm-hmm. our international listeners, it's a little bit smaller than Portugal. Oh, so the UAE is bordered by Saudi Arabia to the west and the south and by Oman to the east and northeast. Nearly the entire country is desert containing broad areas of sand. For more on deserts, you can check out episode one on the 103, Just Deserts. It's very good. Thank you. 
So the climate there is hot and humid along the coast and is hotter still, but dry in the interior. Rainfall averages only four to six inches annually. What mm. little precipitation falls is drained from the mountains in the form of seasonal wadis that terminate in inland salt flats or sabkas, whose drainage is frequently blocked by the country's constantly shifting dunes. In midwinter and early summer, winds known as the shamal, for, that's Arabic for norther, blow from the north and northwest, bearing dust and sand. Because of the desert climate, vegetation is scanty and largely limited to low shrubs forged by nomadic herds, but there are millions of trees, notably mangroves, that have been planted in Abu Dhabi and have provided habitats for various species. Mm. In the oases there, date palms are raised together with alfalfa. Animal life includes domesticated goats, sheep, and camels, together with cattle and poultry, which were introduced in more recent times. Wildlife in the UAE consists of predators like the caracal, the sand cat, and the ruples and red foxes. Larger animals like the Arabian oryx and the Arabian and Persian gazelles. Smaller mammals like the Cape hare, lesser jerboa, and various types of gerbils. And a variety of snakes and lizards. Mm. The Gulf waters contain schools of mackerel, grouper, tuna, and porgies, along with sharks and sometimes whales. What? I wouldn't know they had whales out there. Get out of here. So the largest of these emirates, Abu Dhabi, which comprises more than three fourths of the Federation's total land area, is the center of its oil industry and borders Saudi Arabia on the Federation's southern and eastern borders. And Abu Dhabi is the capital of the UAE. The port city of Dubai, located at the base of the mountainous Musandam Peninsula, is the capital of the Emirate of Dubai and is one of the region's most vital commercial and financial centers, which houses hundreds of multinational corporations in a forest of skyscrapers. The smaller emirates of Sharjah, Ajman, Umal Kawain, and Ras al Kama also occupy the peninsula, whose protrusion north toward Iran forms the Strait of Hormuz, linking the Persian Gulf to the Gulf of Oman. The Federation's seventh member, Fujairah, faces the Gulf of Oman and is the only member of the Union with no frontage along the Persian Gulf. So, the UAE's population is about 9.8 million people as of mid-2021. Wow. It's heavily concentrated to the northeast on the Musandam Peninsula. The three largest emirates, Abu Dhabi, Dubai, and Sharjah, are home to 85% of the population. Wow. And time-wise, the UAE is uh, UTC plus four, so it's about nine hours ahead of New York City during standard time. Um, for more on time, check out episode 19. It's about time. It's very good. Like, I know that that's kind of my thing to just say it's very good, but that was a very good episode. We had a lot of fun I really had a good time, that one. Mm-hmm. Get your time on with TimeCon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Historically, the domain of individual Arab clans and families, the region now comprising the UAE also has been influenced by Persian culture, owing to its close proximity to Iran and its maritime borders, which have for centuries invited migrants and traders from elsewhere. In the 18th century, Portugal and the Netherlands extended their holdings in the region, but retreated with the growth of the British naval power there. Following a series of truces with Britain in the 19th century, the Emirates united to form the Trucial States, also called Trucial Oman or the Trucial Sheikdom. The states gained autonomy following World War II, uh, and when the Trucial States of Bahrain and Qatar declared independent statehood, the British government gave this name to the group of tribal confederations whose leaders had signed proactive treaties or truces with the UK mm. between 1820 and 1892. So that's where the name the Trucial States comes from. That's T-R-U-C-I-A-L. So the rest of them were formally united in 1971 and the city of Abu Dhabi 
has served as the capital ever since. Hmm. Both the noun and adjective for the nationality is Emirati. Only about one-ninth of the Emirates residents are UAE citizens. The majority are mostly foreign workers and their dependents, and South Asians actually make up the largest of these groups. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, The official language of the UAE is Arabic, but a number of languages are spoken amongst the expatriate community, including various dialects of Pashto, Hindi, Baloki, and Persian. English is also obviously widely spoken. About three-fifths of the population is Muslim, of which roughly four-fifths belong to the Sunni branch of Islam. Mm -hmm. And for more from us on the Pillars of Islam, check out episode 152, The Richest Man Who Ever Lived, Mansa Musa. That was a good one, too. Yeah, I had fun with that. Um, I would be remiss, though, right now, if I didn't point out that the UAE is not an LGBTQI-friendly location. And no. homosexuality or anything outside, basically, of a cis-hetero male-female partnership can be punishable by the law. Um, there are also uh, hotels and other like tourist things that will not accommodate you if you are with a different sex partner who is not your spouse or your relative. So wow. be aware. Definitely also no... Um, don't do any like displays of affection in public. It's just, mm. it's just highly frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, they are, they are not a queer friendly location. So yeah, I have definitely heard this. Mm-hmm. Not great. So government wise, the highest governmental authority is the federal Supreme council, which is composed of the quasi hereditary rulers of the seven emirates. The president and prime minister are elected by the federal Supreme council. And usually a sheik from Abu Dhabi holds the presidency and a sheik from Dubai holds the prime ministership. All prime ministers, but one have served concurrently as a vice president. Sheikh Zayed bin Sultan Al Nayan is the UAE's founding father and is widely credited for unifying the seven emirates into one country. So he was the UAE's first president from the nation's founding until his death in November 2004. And on the following day, the Federal Supreme Council elected his son, Sheikh Khalifa bin Zayed Al Nayan, to the post. The legislature is called the Federal National Council. It's an advisory board made up of 40 members who are appointed by the individual emirates for two-year terms. Um, So the United Arab Emirates has a federal system of government and any powers not assigned to the government by the Constitution devolve to the constituent emirates. Uh, Their Constitution calls for a legal code based on Sharia law, Islamic law. And Mm -hmm. in practice, their judiciary blends Western and Islamic legal principles. The UAE's flag is three equal horizontal bands of green at the top, white and black, with a wider vertical red band on the hoist side. So this flag incorporates all four pan-Arab colors, which in this case represent fertility, green, neutrality, white, petroleum, black, and unity, red. Um, (laughs) Red was the traditional color incorporated into all flags of the Emirates before their unification. Uh, The UAE's national symbol is the golden falcon, and the country's national animal is the Arabian oryx, which is a medium-sized antelope, but it sounds really cool. Yeah, it does sound really cool. As Lauren alluded to, the Federation's economy is dominated by the petroleum produced primarily in the Abu Dhabi Emirate. The wealthiest of the Emirates, Abu Dhabi, contains one of the largest concentrations of the world's proven oil reserves and contributes a significant portion of the national budget. The Emirate of Dubai, whose economy is centered more on business than oil, serves as a commercial and financial hub for the region and leads the country in economic diversification. Um, So the UAE is pretty self-sufficient in fruit and vegetable production. They, you know, 
dates, tomatoes, cucumbers, eggplants. Um, They also produce enough like eggs and poultry and fish and dairy to meet their own needs. But they do have to import a lot of other foodstuffs, notably grains that don't grow Mm. there in the the desert. Because they rely on energy intensive technologies like water desalination and air conditioning, and because Mm. subsidies on fuel have encouraged wasteful energy use, the UAE has one of the world's highest per capita rates of energy consumption. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, So the UAE is a leading force in the development of modern Islamic finance, financial practices that comply with Sharia laws of transaction. The Dubai Islamic Bank, DIB, was incorporated in 1975 as the world's first commercial Islamic bank. By the way, the reason why there are so many foreigners living there is there is no income tax on income generated (gasps) in Dubai and no sales tax on the majority of goods and services. Wow. So... I guess if they're so self-sufficient for a lot of things in terms of money, uh, you really don't need to tax your citizens to such a degree at yeah. all. So ever. it's, I, I think it's something, yeah, like I said, like it's like one eighth of the population is like native and then everybody mm-hmm. else is, are just are like foreigners. from elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So the UAE has broad diplomatic and commercial relations with most countries and members of the United Nations. It plays a significant role in OPEC, that's the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, and is one of the founding members of the Gulf Cooperation Council. The UAE is a member of the United Nations and several of its specialized agencies, as well as the World Bank, IMF, Arab League, Organization of Islamic Cooperation, and the Non-Aligned Movement. Mm. The UAE is a regional and international center for TV and media. Dubai Media City and 2454, Abu Dhabi's media zone, were set up to attract key international players. Uh, The internet country code for the UAE domain is .ae. New Mm. media like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram are widely used by government entities and by the public in the UAE, but Article 17 of the new cyber crime law punishes anyone who produces and or publishes pornographic material or any other material that may go against public morals or good conduct. So again, wow. if you're there, you know, maybe you watch d- what you're you, posting. Yeah, if you are advertising your OnlyFans on your Instagram, in the UAE, you are going to get in trouble. <laughs> Thank you for distilling that down for us. Hey, I'm happy to help. Okay, so now, so that was like, you know, history, economy, whatever. Sure, yeah. Here's some fun stuff. So let's okay, first please. let's talk about Dubai. Tourism is obviously an important part of Dubai's sure. government strategy to maintain the flow of foreign cash into the emirate. So yeah. their lure for tourists is based mainly on shopping. In 2018, Dubai was oh. the fourth most visited city in the world based on the number of international visitors. And it is called the shopping capital of the Middle East. Oh my gosh. Dubai is home to the world's tallest building, the Burj Khalifa. Uh, Burj Mm -hmm. is Arabic for tower. So construction began in 2004 and the exterior was completed in 2009. Uh, The total height of the building is uh, 2,722 feet or 829.8 meters, which is just over half a mile tall. Oh my gosh. It has been the tallest structure (laughs) and the tallest building in the world since 2009. It is 163 floors. It is home to the world's highest restaurant at Dotmosphere, located on the 122nd floor. It has the world's highest nightclub at the 144th floor. No. 
The Dubai Fountain outside the building is also the world's largest choreographed fountain. It has 6,600 colored lights and 50 colored projectors. It is 900 feet long and shoots water 500 feet into the air. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. I have no (laughs) desire to be 163 floors in the air. A building should not be that tall. <laughs> that is, that's what happened to the Tower of Babel, everybody, my <laughs> brothers and sisters. Built a, <laughs> you built a building too tall, and God, He's, God punishes you. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. You will Terra not. Terra firma. I will exactly. not, I say. Well, <laughs> this, the Burj Khalifa... <laughs> Often used by experienced base jumpers, both authorized and unauthorized. And Lauren, in case, you know, some crazy thought came in your head and you were thinking about climbing the exterior of the tower, in March 2011, French urban climber Hélène Spiderman Robert (laughs) uh, scaled the outside of the Burj Khalifa and the climb to the top of the spire took six hours. No. Boo, I say. No. no and why? normally and normally he climbs with no um no ropes and no equipment, but they wouldn't yeah. let him do it unless he had a harness. Uh yeah. Would have been because would have been bad publicity, I think. If someone was blown off the side of the building and landed with a splat at the bottom. <laughs> no. No, thank you. A man dressed like Spider Man, just like a puddle of mouge at the bottom of it. <laughs> God, well, he almighty. made it. He made it. No worries. Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's fine. fine. Good. Still Good climbing him. things. Oof. Dubai is home to the world's largest indoor snow park called oh Ski Dubai. Gosh. If you look at that website, it's bananas. Like, there's just so many happy families that are members of Ski Dubai, and like, we'll just go and slalom in the indoor ice mountain in the middle of the desert. <gasps> I'm looking at pictures of this. I mean, it looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It does. Like, it looks like it looks like a beautiful like winter wonderland for sure. But like it's so fun. Yeah, there's a ton of people. Oh, my God. You're in the middle of the desert. (laughs) 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 (la
uh, <laughs> into yeah. the Gulf <laughs> so that they can um, build more buildings. It's That's and wild. some of the projects have been successful. Some of them have not. But you definitely have seen pictures of the Palm Jumeirah. Yeah, I've definitely seen the Palm Jumeirah. It's wild. I mean, it looks like it's a it's a bunch of islands that look like a palm tree. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's beautiful and terrifying and wild. Yeah. The world's largest flower garden, the Dubai Miracle Ooh. Garden, is also home to the world's largest indoor butterfly garden. Um, so their flower garden features more than 150 million flowers and 250 what? million plants and is home to 15,000 butterflies. Wow. Yeah, that would be the place I want to go, not the Dubai yeah. Mall. I would love to go no. to the Dubai Miracle Garden. Um, yeah. One of the biggest gold markets in the world is the Dubai Gold Souk. And it's said that no less than 10 tons of gold are spread across the vendors on any given day. And the wow. thing about that place is the price of gold is not regulated. So haggling is an integral part of the experience there. Wow. Okay. So you can get some gold on the cheap you can then. Get some, you could probably get some deals. It's pretty cool. All right. All right. So how else will you be entertained on your trip to the UAE? Well, I would walk into the UAE and I would say, entertain me. Entertain me. Well, somebody would point you toward the Louvre Abu Dhabi, French's Ugh. largest cultural project abroad. Um, so the Louvre Abu Dhabi is the largest art museum in the Arabian Peninsula. And artworks from around the world are showcased at the museum, with the, which was basically started to bridge the gap between Eastern and Western art. Um, and it oh, officially sure, yeah. opened in 2017. So it runs under an agreement between the UAE and France, which was signed in March 2007, that does allow it to use the Louvre's name until 2037. Um, they're hmm. not technically like borrowing from the permanent collections of the Louvre and putting those on display all the time. Yeah. It's just funny that like it's an kind of an outcropping it just has they're just basically licensing the Louvre's name because it has yeah, I was such recognition say, is it just like branding where they're just like they're their own pretty museum much. but yeah. they're just like branded as the Louvre yeah. to get some notoriety and maybe some clout mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense I could see that yeah I could see that so it, it has kind of faced some criticism because people thought like when it opened, it was going to be a lot of um, a lot of Middle Eastern art a lot of Asian mm -hmm. art and it hasn't quite done mm. that so much in its exhibitions really? like it's still like look at this great painting of a white guy in a, <laughs> wearing a toga like it's yeah you know, you know. same old same old mm -hmm. european stuff yeah mm -hmm. yeah exactly but not the same old Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi. Oh my God. So Ferrari World <laughs> is not only the largest indoor theme park in the world. It is also home to the fastest roller coaster on the planet. Are you ready? No, no. The Formula Rosa coaster reaches 149.1 no. miles per hour in under five seconds. Or what? that's 240 kilometers an hour. It reaches 150 miles an hour in under five seconds. It is so intense that riders are issued goggles to protect their eyes. Oh my God, that is a health hazard. No, thank you. <laughs> the oh. good Lord did not, did not give us wheels and a multi-horsepower engine for us to be going... 150 miles an hour no thank you well if you are a real a real ferrari head you're yeah you're going so. here because it is the world's only ferrari themed amusement park um 
visitors can also op- <laughs> visitors can also visit an operating Ferrari factory there, take a spin on a real Ferrari, and wander wow. through a gallery of seventy years of Ferrari models. There's also the Bellitalia ride that takes visitors on a Perfect. Ferrari ride through a miniature diorama of the marvels of Italy. So it's like oh. it's a small world, but <laughs> in a Ferrari. <laughs> So you're in a Ferrari, you're on like a miniature tour of like Milan and Venice and Rome. Yes. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, cool. From the comfort of your Ferrari. Of Abu Dhabi. Um, yep. And also the Yas Marina circuit on Yas Island in Abu Dhabi hosts the Formula One Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. So that's, nice. you know, there's Oh, that makes sense, there. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Capital Gate is the actual name of the Abu Dhabi skyscraper that has been nicknamed the Leaning Tower of Abu Dhabi. Um, It was built to be curved on purpose and the incline on the building is 18 degrees, which is actually four times as much as the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And Capital (laughs) Gate is recognized by Guinness as the world's farthest man-made leaning building. All right, I have to look this up. You have to look at it. It's called Capital Gate, capital with two A's. Capital, uh, capital, yeah, Capital Gate in Abu Dhabi, the Leaning Tower of Abu Dhabi. Uh, it's saying Dubai, but what? No, how does that even work? Probably a lot of why. Why would you do this? This looks dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Did you I'm tell sure any, it's on did purpose. They, did anybody think about that? Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Did anyone? Are you think sure you want to go to work this? today? Yeah, I wouldn't want to work there or go in there or look out, da- look out my window and look down at the ground. It's no, it's very recognizable, though. It's yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a it's a really cool building to look at. Again, I don't want to go in it. No. All right. Um, so outside of the cities, with the help of a guide, you might want to check out the singing sand dunes of Leva. So over the dunes of the empty quarter, there's a deep roaring tone that comes from the sand. You would like this. In the 1200s, Marco Polo, you know, as he's like doing his journey to like yeah. go to China, he said he was struck by the sounds of all kinds of musical instruments and also of drums and the clash of arms. So the phenomenon is caused by the vibrations of the grains of sand as they fall on top of one another. But oh the study of this is pretty new, however, and physicists debate the model that most accurately describes the mechanism. Um, there are about 30 locations worldwide including ones in china and the u.s that have singing sand but none has as pronounced and mellifluous a sound the experts say as the giant dunes do in the empty quarter wow that's cool yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool um also in liwa is the morib dune or scary mountain (laughs) the locals (laughs) gave it this name because of the steep slope that makes it difficult to climb and it is the largest sand hill in the country and one of the largest in the world so you oh, know, wow. if you're an adventurer, scary. there you go. Scary mountain. Also, you know, it's December. You're in UAE. You can make time for Abu Dhabi's El Darfra Festival. So the highlight of the festival is, of course, the Camel Beauty Pageant. Uh, yes. 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 Sign me up. I so go. <laughs> the animals are divided in different categories based on their color. According to the judges camel beauty standards, a winner should have big eyes framed with yes. lush lashes, mm. a nose that droops downward, a long neck and a high hump. 
<laughs> camel, yes, ma'am. <laughs> camel owners mark their winning entries by smearing a traditional blend of saffron paste on the animal's head. So this this festival, it's a celebration of Bedouin culture. Hundreds mm-hmm. of camel herders from across the Gulf attend. And in addition to the beauty pageant, the festival also includes other events. Okay. Okay. That highlight traditional aspects of Bedouin culture, like okay. falconry exhibits, Arabian horse Ooh. racing. Cool. Camel milking contests. Uh, I feel like what if that's the thing that we're really good at, Julia? And also, and also like speed packaging of dates, like uh, the fruit. I bet we would be. I good bet at we that. might be very good at putting lots of dates in a package. I would, and then I'm going to do that one and not the camel milking one. I can volunteer you for that. Oh, okay. I'll milk. I'll milk a camel. You'll milk a camel. Okay. Also, real quick, camel racing. Uh, so, mm. camel racing. It's a very popular sport in Dubai. It's you know as popular in Dubai as football is in America and hockey wow. is to Canada. Okay. Wow. So, given the camel size, though, only children can participate in racing them. But Are you there has been me? a problem in the past with having children illegally trafficked into the country to race camels. Yeah. But don't worry, Dubai has come up with a solution. Ready? Oh, no. Now, child-sized robots are being built and are racing the camels. They cost anywhere from $300 to $10,000. So yes, child-sized robot jockeys race camels in Dubai, which is possibly the most mad libs sounding sentence I have ever said on this podcast. (laughs) That's a sign of the end times, Julia. I'm being very fire and brimstone in this episode for some reason, but like that's the wildest 2021 shit I've heard and it's been a year. <laughs> it's been a year. It's been a year. But speaking of 2021, there are a lot of recent motion pictures that have been filmed in the UAE. Mm-hmm. They include Dune, which came out yes. in 2021. Um, so it was good. partly filmed in the sweeping sands of the Abu Dhabi desert, which doubled as the planet Arrakis. Um, I will note that the majority of filming, however, took place in the Red Rock Canyons of the Wadi Run in Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Also, check out Lauren's episode, which I don't remember the title of, uh, but it's all about Dune, the Duneverse, Into the Duneverse. Yes. It was a series on series, the Duneverse. It's very good. Check that uh, out. Thank you. Uh, Steve and I went and saw the Dune last weekend, and we love, 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 loved it. Love, 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 loved it. So good. So beautiful. Set design, incredible. Costume design, amazing. Timothy Chalamet, I get it. Ladies, I get, I get it. it. Ladies, yeah. gentlemen, I get it. Uh, Jason Momoa, yes, ma'am. Oscar Isaac, yes, please. Josh Brolin, okay, what? yes. So it's great. It's very good. And like people have like glowing eyes in it or something. Yes, the Fremen. They have yeah. glowing blue eyes because of the spice. It flows. It flows. Uh, so also Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens oh, from yeah. 2015. Ray and BB-8 are from the desert planet Jakku. Shot in the Leeway Desert. Did I say Jackson's right. right? Are we gonna get? That sounds right. Are we gonna get? Is We're this where we get the Star Wars letters coming Here. in? <laughs> Here um, between me talking about Dune and then you talking about Star Wars, we're done for. Yeah. We're Star Wars. It's a, there's a war in the stars. Um, I don't know. Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol from 2011 that was shot in the UAE and so that yes. has like scenes where Tom Cruise is like dangling off the Burj Khalifa and yeah. like the sandstorms coming in yes. too. It's that's pretty wild. I don't know. It's wild. I love a Mission Impossible movie. I I dig it. Yeah. No, it's a great. Can I tell you? Did you watch Ghost Protocol? Yes. Yes. It's great. Oh my gosh. 
when he like has the sticky hands and he's like mm-hmm. climbing on the outside of the Burj Khalifa, I wanted to jump out of my skin. It was great. Great yeah, movie. It's great. Uh, the Furious 7 from 2015. Uh, it is shot at the Emirates Palace where the majority of the filming happened. Also at the Louvre. Abu Dhabi, uh, the Yas Marina circuit that the Formula One race and also the uh, Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque. So Furious 7 was all over the UAE. And also, um, if I have angered you with my Star Wars, um, I'm also going (laughs) to anger you with my Star Trek. So Star Trek Beyond in 2016, that was shot on location in Dubai that used shots of futuristic cities and planets where no man has gone before. Oh, that's interesting. That makes sense. Mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? It hasn't been brought up by now. I was I was going to see if you were going to bring it up naturally. Otherwise, I'm mm-hmm. I'm shoving it in here at the end. A long running gag in the comic series Garfield by Jim Davis. Um, Garfield <laughs> has been trying to ship Normal to Abu Dhabi for several decades now. Oh, right. Normal is a, is the that. cute boy gray cat. Um, and apparently on the animated show, he did succeed once. Uh, so Jim Davis said in a 2008 interview, "Quote: I wanted." pick something that sounded like nothing in the United States. And when he, you know, stumbled upon information about the UAE, which was at that point in 1984, an adolescent nation, um, he said he wanted something that was a friend of the United States and predicted that the two countries would remain peaceful. He said, quote, I was Mm. careful to pick a location that we were not going to be at war with in 10 years. And I just (laughs) love the name. It was a perfect fit. So wait, wait, wait. Back up. I know the thing not to, the thing that I shouldn't be focusing on, but Normal is a boy? Normal is a boy. What? He's very cute. No, Normal is adorable, but I always thought Normal was no. a female cat. No. The cat, oh, the cat have, man in the room with me is also shaking his head. He knew. He knew that was a boy cat. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> well, I always gathered, I always got a little bit of sexual tension from Garfield and Normal. N- mm. So maybe that's my that's my heteronormative N- that's your, you know, lens that I'm that's seeing. That's your lens. Maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah. No, Normal, <laughs> Normal was too cute. So he wanted to ship Normal away so that everybody would focus their attention on Garfield. Oh. Huh. Wow, that yeah. really just changes my whole perception of that comic yeah. strip. What a thing. There you go. I hope you learned a lot. Thanks, Jewel. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. I did learn a lot. I knew nothing about the UAE before, literally today. So there's so many like records that it's still breaking to this day. Oh, sure, I bet. Um, there's so many there's so many like exactly like luxury brands that have headquarters or like, you know, very important things. Mm-hmm. happening in Dubai. Yeah, I mean, there's so much money flowing through there that there's no way that they're not going to just continue to just go up and up and up and up and up. It's wild. Exactly. So for our quiz today, you may want to get out a pencil and paper. Uh-oh. Okay? Oh, I'm going to give oh, Lauren no. a second. Okay, I have I have this. Just in case. Oh, no, is there math involved? No, no hold math. Hold on. No math. Oh, hold on, I got to so this quiz is called a brain teaser tedium. Uh, damn that it. is an anagram of the United Arab Emirates. Each question in this quiz will contain an anagram of a country embedded within a fact about the country. So your name is your job is to name the anagrammed country. Okay. So hopefully you'll be able to get it based off of the actual like fact about the country. But if not, there might be some, you know, some things in there that will lead you to f- trying to figure out what the anagrammed part of the question is. Okay. Okay. I got you. I all got right, you. All right. All right. All right. Great. I'm not great at these. So, but uh, yeah, I'm ready. I think you'll be great. All right. Question one. 
This country is the most populous member state in the European Union, and it's a great place to grow old. Gray men and women have an average life expectancy of 81 years. Question two. A can ad may influence you to purchase a soft drink with this country in its name. Depending on where you are in the world's second largest country, you might pair it with wrappy pie, garlic fingers, or a sushi pizza. Question three. When this densely populated country declared its independence from Pakistan in 1971, everyone raised their bagel hands and cheered hooray in Bengali. Question four. This country, founded by Sir Stamford Raffles in 1819, is a rich melting pot of cultures in Southeast Asia. For a sweet snack there, try kui, a spongier version of a Western cake, usually made with coconut, pandan, and rice flour. Question five. In 1534, a Euro cad from Spain named Sebastian de Belalcazar set off into this land to conquer the northernmost city of the Incan Empire. In modern times, it's the only country named after a geographic feature. Question six. You can find the heaviest building on the planet in this country. Listen to the air moan under the weight of the stone, crystal, bronze, and steel at the Palace of the Parliament ordered by the former dictator Nikolai Ceausescu. Question seven. You'll find a slew of castles here. It officially has more per square mile than any other country in the world. Their national emblems are the leek and the daffodil, though you may associate it more with a red dragon. Question eight. If you're in this country with the coldest capital city in the world, you may want to hunker down in your one-man igloo. The two-humped Bactrian camel hails from here, as well as a bunch of dinosaur fossils found in the Gobi. Question nine. Head to the Kruger National Park, and while on safari, touch, never mind, just look at, the big five in this country with three capital cities. Also look out for the Springbok, the emblem and name of their national rugby team. And finally, question 10. Don't worry too much about donning fine regalia in this country, the largest in Africa. 80% of the country is covered in desert. Here, they speak Arabic, Berber, and French. I'll give you about a minute to think about it and then be back with your answers. Julia, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You worked so hard on this quiz, and I know you put so much effort into it, and I picked the wrong color pencil. I picked a light blue. I don't know why I did that. And, 
And I didn't know, and I didn't know what part was going to be the anagrams. Is that the right word? Yeah. Uh huh. I didn't know what part was the anagrams, and so I got. I was still stuck on bagel hands, and I don't know if bagel hands is a clue or not. Like, like I have, I'm still. I just wrote down bagel hands, and I couldn't hear the rest. Just, I don't know if I'm gonna get any of these. I'm sorry. I have one, two, and then I have bagel hands. She stopped listening. (laughs) I was so stuck on bagel hands. Oh no. (laughs) Okay, wait. Maybe I'll get it this time. (laughs) Just lay it on me. I'm gonna think I'm gonna really think though. I am, I promise. Maybe I'll okay. give some emphasis to the uh, <laughs> yeah, to, please, please do to the please anagram do. part. All okay. right. Question one. This country is the most populous member state in the European Union, and it's a great place to grow old. Gray men and women have an average life expectancy of 81 years. Oh, God. oh Germany. Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. God. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Thank you. Okay, I got that. All right. So German remains the language of the most native speakers in Europe. And Germany was the first country in the world to adopt daylight saving time in 1916 oh. in the midst of World War One to conserve energy. So thanks, Germany. I haven't known what time it is all month. Nope. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> all right. Number two, a can ad may influence you to purchase a soft drink with this country in its name. Depending on where you are in the world's second largest country, you might pair it with rappy pie, garlic fingers, or a sushi pizza. This is Canada. It is Canada. Yes. So I thought that the cuisine of Canada was a really fun page to stumble upon on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. So rappy pie is a grated potato and meat casserole from Nova Scotia. Garlic fingers is pizza dough topped with garlic butter and cheese from Atlantic Canada. And sushi pizza comes from, of course, Toronto, where it is a Mm. crispy fried rice patty topped with avocado, sliced fish, and a blend of mayo and wasabi powder. And it's served in wedges. (laughs) Yum, yum. (laughs) All right, Canada. All right. God bless. Question three. When this densely populated country declared its independence from Pakistan in 1971, everyone raised their bagel hands and cheered hooray in Bengali. Bagel hands. I'm writing it again like it's going to help me. Uh, Bangladesh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Isn't that a fun one? That's a fun one. That's I think that's why one. I got stuck that's on it. That's a fun one. So Bengali or Bangla is the official and most widely spoken language in Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. So, all right. All right. Question four. This country, founded by Sir Stamford Raffles in 1819, is a rich melting pot of cultures in Southeast Asia. For a sweet snack, try kui, a spongier version of a Western cake, usually made with coconut, pandan, and rice flour. Spongier. Ugh, stupid blue. <laughs> picked the wrong pencil. I picked the wrong. Well, the other one was light orange. I don't know where I'm coming. I don't know where these things are from. Um, spongier. God, I'm really bad at It's that. a very rich country that was founded by Sir Stamford Raffles in 1819. Okay. Rich country. Um, a spongier. 
version. A spongier. A spongier. Ooh, yeah, helps. Okay. Does that help? Uh, no, it doesn't. Um, uh, well, tell me what it is. Singapore. Singapore. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. You know why? Because I always think of Singapore as a city, which is wrong, obviously. Well, the capital of Singapore is Singapore. So you're not. Are it's you one of kidding those me right now? No, no. I mean, what am I supposed to do with that? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, spongier. Okay. All, All right. right. So um, it's okay. So it's a misstep. So the establishment of a British trading post in Singapore in 1818 by Sir Stamford Raffles led to its founding as a British colony a few years later. And the Mm -hmm. famous Raffles Hotel, whose flagship is in downtown Singapore, was named after him in 1887. It's a very famous hotel. I feel like I learned about it when I was in like fourth grade for something. Like I saw it on like a travel show or something. And I was like, why am I supposed to care about the Raffles Hotel in Singapore? But it's it's very luxurious. Apparently it's a thing. Yeah. All right. Question five. In 1534, a Eurocad from Spain named Sebastian de Bellacalazar set off into this land to conquer the northernmost city of the Incan Empire. In modern times, it's the only country named after a geographic feature. Um, you said Eurocad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. South America? Mm-hmm. Ecuador. Yes. Ecuador. Ecuador. It's the only country named after a geographic feature. And the summit oh. of Mount Chimborazo, Ecuador's highest mountain, is the point on Earth that is closest to the sun. What? So due to the mountain's location along the equatorial bulge, uh, its summit is the farthest point from the Earth's core. And this also means that Ecuador is the closest country to space. All right. What? Isn't that cool? That's very cool. Um, Ecuador also has the world's first and second UNESCO World Heritage Sites. So at the inaugural UNESCO World Heritage Conference in 1978, 32 sites were initially designated. Every World Heritage Site has a number. Site number one is the Galapagos Islands, and number two is the city of Quito. Also, Ecuador is one of the only two countries in South America that doesn't share a border with Brazil. The other is Chile. Just some Mm, things to file away. All right, question six. You can find the heaviest building on the planet in this country. Listen to the air moan under the weight of the stone, crystal, bronze, and steel at the Palace of the Parliament, ordered by the former dictator, Nikolai Ceausescu. Okay. I remember this from Seinfeld. We were talking about Ceausescu. And she was a Romanian woman. Yes. So it's Romania. It is Romania. The Palace of the Parliament in Bucharest is noted to weigh about 9.04 billion with a B pounds or 4.1 million tons. It is 276 feet tall, has a floor area of 3,930,000 square feet, is valued at 4 billion euros, making it also the most expensive administrative building in the world. The cost of heating, electricity, and lighting alone for that building exceeds $6 million annually. Oh my gosh. It seems like a, a real albatross of a building, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he wanted it he wanted it started like, you know, 40 years ago and they were like, yeah. okay, guess we'll put all <laughs> this bronze and crystal and metal oh and stone God. and it's yeah, it's wild. 
All right, question seven. You'll find a slew of castles here. It officially has more per square mile than any other country in the world. Their national emblems are the leek and the daffodil, though you may associate it more with a red dragon. Did you say a slew? Mm-hmm. Why can't I get it? It's only five letters. What's wrong with me? The red dragon of this country? No? All I can think of is Hannibal. But that's not it. Oh, what if <laughs> that's what if I just said dragon and didn't say red dragon, even though it's red? <laughs> a country with a dragon. A country with a dragon. Oh, whales! Oh, whales! Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, ready? And I learned how to pronounce this a day Ooh, ago. I'm so proud. For you. The Welsh village of... Clanvia Pithgwyneth Gagareth the Winneth Drybineth Latirsili Agogogok is the second longest place name in the world. Incredible. Yep. It was like you were a native speaker. I felt Thank like you. I felt the chill breeze off the ocean. Thank you. The I name like of that town means St. Mary's Church in the hollow of the white hazel near a rapid whirlpool in the church of St. Ticilio near the Red Cave. Oh, it's wow. Many so, letters. So long. it's basically just directions. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question eight. If you're in this country with the coldest capital city in the world, you may want to hunker down in your one man igloo. The two humped Bactrian camel hails from here and a bunch of dinosaur fossils were found in the Gobi. Said man igloo. Man, it's really hard to see this light blue. <laughs> Oh, Mongolia. What'd you say? Mongolia. 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 Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Sorry, that was my Buffalo accent coming out. Mongolia. Mongolia. <laughs> <laughs> so the American Museum of Natural History and its director, Roy Chapman Andrews, led the first paleontological expedition into the Gobi in 1920. The first ever positively identified dinosaur eggs were found near a rocky outcrop called the Flaming so cool. Cliffs. Other Mongolian found dinosaurs include the Velociraptor, the Oviraptor, Protoceratops, Tarbosaurus, which is a relative of the T-Rex, and the Xanabazar. For more on Mongolia, check out episode 38, Holiday in Mongolia. It's very good. Ta. I learned so much. Question nine. Head to the Kruger National Park and while on safari touch, never mind, just look at the big five in this country with three capital cities. Also look out for the Springbok, the emblem and name of their national rugby team. This was the only one I got right away, and that's South Africa. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the big five are the lion, the leopard, the rhino, the African elephant, and the Cape buffalo. Uh, the capital cities of South Africa, there's three of them. The executive capital is Pretoria. The judicial capital is Bloemfontein. And the legislative capital is Cape Town. It turns out that we're going to have to go there, Lauren, because the 850-kilometer Route 62 is the world's longest wine route with more than <gasps> 200 wineries and cellars between Cape Town and Port Elizabeth. All right. Sign me up. We're going to have to go. South it's African just wine. one road. How hard yeah. can it be? We're not going to get lost. It's one road. It's one road. All right. Finally, question 10. Don't worry too much about donning fine regalia in this country, the largest in Africa. 80% of the country is covered in desert. And here they speak Arabic, Berber, and French. Um, 
gosh, Lauren, what's wrong with you? Was it just regalia? Mm-hmm. It's the largest country in Africa. I know. <laughs> I am sorry to the entire continent of Africa. Um, Where would the Berberus be? I know. I mean, I don't know. That's <laughs> like I know at one point. Okay, the Berberus like, would be by the Sahara. So yes, where's the Sahara? I can see it. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> I can see it, but I can't think of the name. Just tell me. It's Algeria. Algeria, you idiot. <laughs> you dumb dumb. What's wrong with you? You don't deserve this light blue pencil. <laughs> Get that orange pencil out. Uh, I should have gotten the orange pencil. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Just a couple tidbits about Algeria. Um, Albert Camus was Algerian. <gasps> oh, yeah. He wrote Lestrange. Yes, 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 yes. The Jama El Jazer Mosque in Algeria has the world's mm. tallest minaret at 869 feet. That's 265 Ooh, cool. meters high. And the national animal of Algeria is the fennec fox, which is just oh, they're super very cute. Beautiful. They are cute. You did a terrific <sighs> job on that. Quiz, I did Lauren. much better than I was expecting. Yeah. I thought you were go- by by qu- I I was sure by question five you were going to look directly into this camera and just shut and sigh and just, and just be shut like, the laptop. That's it. We're done. We're done here. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. That was an excellent quiz. Thank you. Um, that was very, very good. Uh, thank you, Julia, for that very interesting thing on the UAE and a very good anagram quiz that I did, did better, better on, on than, than expecting. Yeah, thank exactly. you for shouting the anagram. And with, <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, how do I bold my voice? Well, apparently, <laughs> the answer is sound like I'm earnest. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're re- <laughs> you're really excited about Just it. Like Just a yokel. Two words or three. Um, yeah, yeah. So, did we come up with a December? Yeah, ah, we have time. Yeah, we've got time. We've got time. We'll tell you guys be- next episode what. Oh, yeah, December for sure. What we decided. Yeah. Yeah. We can do it. Decisive it's be good, December. Though. Ooh, decisive. You know what you're doing. You have a focus. You made this a list. What, you did you a made plan. A list. If something unexpected comes up, tell them yes or no. Whatever you yeah. feel like doing. You're motivated. Don't waffle. You're powerful. Yeah, don't waffle. You are decisive. It is decisive December. Get what you want. Yes. <laughs> Grab Ooh, that I love ring. That. Yeah, grab that ring. Hell yeah. Finish out 2021 strong. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yep. So thank you so much for listening, guys. We will catch and you we next will catch time. you next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.